welcome back to the Slugcast. This is your host for the episode, Sharon. I hope everyone is having an amazing summer break. I know how nice it can be to relax after having a particularly long and virtual school year. Still, it's important to stay updated on what's going on with your school even while you're away from school. So today I'll present you with the quick news updates of UCSC. So let's get right to it, starting off with some news around the Division of Student Success and Affairs. During the last school year, I mentioned the Chancellor's Undergraduate Internship Program, or CUIP. It's a special internship based within UCSC that allows full-time students to get involved with different school departments and programs. These are paid internships that range from getting involved in programs like KZSC to departments and majors to administrative positions. So the new school year CUIP internships are beginning now over summer as well as some which will begin in fall. If this is something that interests you, you should look out for the positions being posted around the winter quarter of this upcoming year. But for now, in news, we have the results of the CUIP annual report from this last year of 2020 to 2021. I have put a link to the annual report in the description box, but for those interested, it gives a minimal summary of what took place this last year. This includes information such as the names of some of the projects created. For example, there was a CUIP alumni engagement live virtual event, or there was also UndocuExpression, which was a student-led program that was created to help build community, amplify immigrant narratives, and provide a space to work on healing through storytelling and art. Then, looking at some of the statistics they gave us, there were a total of 39 students and 44 mentors in CUIP this last year. $268,000 were rewarded in scholarship. 14,322 hours were worked this last year. And might I add, remotely, and lastly, 66% of students met or exceeded their hour goals. Again, this was only a minimal report. I have linked it in the description if you want to read more. In other news involving the Division of Student Affairs and Success, Gwendolyn Rivera has joined the division's department as the Director of Equity Assessments and Evaluations. She will report to Interim Vice Chancellor Jennifer Brazil. Among other important duties, her position will lead key assessment and evaluation initiative for the Division of Student Affairs and Success for Hispanic Serving Institution Initiatives, also known as HSI. Gwendolyn Rivera is a UCSC alumni. She got her bachelor's from here in psychology. She then continued to get her master's in psychology from C. SU Los Angeles and then continued to get her PhD from UCLA. She has worked at other universities including Mount St. Mary's University, City University of New York Hunters College, and UCLA. That finishes it for news within the Division of Student Success and Affairs. Let's move on to the general UCSC news from the start of the month of July. The majority of news this month that has been released has revolved around research that is being done involving the school. 
For example, from July 2nd, there is an article entitled Unusual Currents Explain Mysterious Red Crab Strandings by Aaron Malsbury. It explains how on July 1st, a new study was published led by Megan Simino, a biological oceanographer at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and UC Santa Cruz through the Institute of Marine Sciences Fisheries Collaboration Program called Limnology and Oceanography. It found the reason that sometimes millions of pelagic red crabs wash ashore on the west coast of California. After months of research and decades of this question existing, the team found that the seemingly sporadic appearances of these crabs had to do with the fact that they came with the warm water that was pushed by marine heat waves and El Nino events. The team also discussed how current shifts are an overlooked result of climate change. Michael Jacobs explained how when we think of temperature risings, we also need to know that natural mechanisms are changing that is a result in the negative changes we see from climate change. In other news, an article written by Alison Artiga Sorgel entitled Quantitative Ecologist Kai Zhu Wins NSF Funding for Climate Change Research and Education was published on July 2nd. It tells of how Associate Professor of Environmental Studies Kai Zhu won $732,127 in funding through a five-year grant from the Natural Science Foundation Faculty Early Career Developmental Program. According to Zhu, the basic idea of the project is to view climate change and phenology as an integrated system with influences from both directions. This research has intended application in the real world, such as finding results on how to manage agriculture to yield the most crops and accurate forecasting of regional pollen levels to help allergy sufferers. Also published on July 2nd by Alison Artiga Sorgel was another article entitled New Research on Aquaculture Feed Will Test Alternative Ingredients to Minimize Water Pollution. This article is on how a UCSC research group from the Ecological Aquaculture Lab won a three-year, $1 million grant from the Agriculture and Food Research Initiative at the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Their goal is to find new, low-pollution fish-feeding formulas for farm-raised rainbow trouts. The team, led by Associate Research Professor of Environmental Studies Paul Labsarker and Environmental Studies Professor Anne Kapuschins, will be collaborating with a researcher from UC San Diego, Luke Gardner. Their various formulas, which will utilize a marine microalgae as a main ingredient, will be tested at California fish farms. According to Sarker, low-pollution aquaculture feeds helps to conserve natural ecosystems and provide clean water. Also in news from July 6th, Scott Rappaport released an article Library's new community archiving program to broaden scope of regional history project. The school's library is soon to launch a national search for a new creative position of community archivist. The role of community archivist will revolve around capturing the widely diverse stories of the campus and region with a particular focus on underrepresented communities and promoting oral history. 
Teresa Mora, who is UCSC's Head of Special Collections and Archives, is excited that UCSC's commitment to oral history will help engage with both students and the wider community. This initiative is a way to amplify local voices. Our last piece of news for the day was released on July 8th and written by Aaron Malsbury and is entitled, Model Reveals Interaction Between Rivers and Fault Lines, and is on the fact that, I quote, Researchers created a model that uses the movement at fault lines to understand river flow and vice versa, end quote. The group of UCSC researchers were originally studying the San Andreas fault line in the Carrizo Plain of California and trying to see how fault movement shapes landscapes, particularly around rivers. They soon found that rivers play a much more active role than they had realized. As a fault grows in size, it elongates river channels, which in turn slows the flow of water. The river carries less sediment as the water slows. Because of this, the material buildup will eventually choke the path and force the water to change courses. This process is known as avulsion. That is all the news I have for this episode of the Slugcast. I hope you enjoyed your quick UCSC update on the news. Have a great summer and don't forget to tune into the Slugcast. This is Sharon signing off for the day.